Amen. Let's give these guys some love. Thank you for being here, especially this week. Tough week to get people out, so I really appreciate you guys serving us uh, this morning. Good morning, church. Thank you for being here. Um, actually, a pretty good crowd. I was mentally prepared for like five, and that meant like none of my family would be here either. So like, at least a couple of my family's here, which is great. Uh, but Happy New Year. It's in the new year. It's a little different maybe than what we had hoped for at one point uh, in history as we entered in and crossed over to 2022. But nonetheless, we are here and hopeful, and uh, I think that's just, just the way we have to have to live. I have an article this week, a uh, big church publication, on, uh, does like data and statistics and polling on churches. And it is said that 90% of church leaders are uncertain on how to move forward in the pandemic. And I thought, well, at least they're being honest, right? At least most people are telling the truth. It's just kind of where we're living right now. I'm in a uh, kind of a cohort with about a dozen other pastors around town, and we're all just having the same conversations and trying to be hopeful and, and encourage one another. And it's, 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 just, it's just hard. Uh, last Sunday, uh, we had made the choice to not gather corporately here, but, but a number of our friend, my friends across town did. And they said, this was like the lowest we've ever seen our churches. Like the churches had like five people in them last Sunday. And that was the big churches. Like, the small churches had one person. It wasn't even the pastor. Like that's just what's, what's happening right now, uh, kind of in, in, in the world and in life. And, and yet here we are and we have hope and we're moving forward. And, and there's just a lot that we don't know, right? That's one of the, the, the phrases that we hear all the time right now. We're talking with one another about, you know, the pandemic or the you know, future or the economy. It's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I just, I don't know. So we hear it all the time. I don't know. We're trying to figure out, like, I don't know, should I go? Should I quarantine? You know, the CDC, is, is it right? Or does this make sense? Or, you know, should it be open or closed? Or should we have church or school? Or, you know, if I'm exposed, but I've been vaxxed. I know like, I don't know. Like, nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. We just don't know. We, we, we'd love to. But now every conversation I've had with people, like, we don't know. We don't know. And when we don't know, that's a great indicator. When we don't know that we need God. I don't know. That should be an alert. I need God. I need God right now. Anytime I don't know, because I need God. I need God. And one of our most direct pathways to God is prayer. Uh, certainly worship, uh, the word, high regard, right, the person of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Right? But prayer is one of our pathways to God, to encounter God. So we're, we're living in these places of fear and uncertainty and doubt and, and disbelief. And uh, God, God is there. And we have a pathway to God through prayer. And the early Jesus followers and, and didn't really know how to pray. Someone's like, I don't really know how to pray. I'm not good at praying. Right? Anyone ever thought that? I'm not really that good at praying. I sometimes feel like I'm not that good at praying. I do it. You know, when somebody says, man, I, you know, I need prayer, I need prayer. Like, there's, there's people like, man, you got to talk to this person. You know, go talk to Sarah, Maria. Like, there's certain people who can pray. Go pray. Brett, Brett, I mean, I love listening to Brett pray. Just have it. But man, we all have access. We all can pray. We all should pray. That's our pathway to God. Right? Jesus' followers, they were confused about prayer. They've been taught a certain way to pray in their, in their tradition, in their culture, in their sort of throughout Jewish history. And so they asked Jesus, like, how do, how do we do this thing? So like everything else you do is different than what we've thought. So how do we pray? How do we pray? So Jesus gives them an outline, a familiar, one of the most familiar passages in all of Scripture. And this I was telling some of our team earlier. I had imagined this Sunday, or last Sunday, but like by this Sunday, this is like kickoff Sunday, and we're launching programs, we're getting our kids going, and we've got all this stuff happening. And it's just like, man, that's just not where we're at right now. Right now we're at prayer. And it was actually a good reminder for me. We're just, we're at prayer. And we're going to stay in, in prayer. That's where we're at. Because that's what we know. That's what we know we can do. So it goes like this in, in, in Matthew. I'll read it, and uh, you can listen or follow along in your app or your Bible. 
Jesus is saying this to his, his followers, and when you pray, because they had prayed, they had a praying culture, they were trying to pray, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And I love the permission Jesus gives right off the bat, like you don't have to know all the words. You don't have to be too smart or too fancy or too religious. Don't try too hard, right? When you pray, don't worry about it. Be yourself. Use your words. Pray short prayers. God knows. God knows. He knows what you want. He knows what you want. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. And we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Beautiful, simple prayer, right? An outline, a structure, a jumping off point. Right? Some of us have known that since you were little kids. If you grew up anywhere around the kind of Catholic tradition, you know that. A lot of our kids know this prayer. It's a great prayer to come back to. And all the things we don't know, here's something we know. Jesus is talking to people who are really confused, living in a, in a hard time of life, but trying to develop a deeper relationship with God. Say, hey, try this. Think about this when you pray. We're not going to get into everything this morning, but I have a few points that, that for me and hopefully for you may change the way you think about prayer. At the very least, encourage your prayer life. So I would say most of us here, if we're honest, say, yeah, I could probably stand to pray a little more. I could probably stand to pray a little more. Carve out a little more specific time. Not just those Hail Mary prayers that we, in passing, when something's going wrong. But I, I, should, I should carve out some time to pray. And the idea of using Father, when we open up this, this prayer, the idea of Father, Father is an invitation. The idea of using Father is an invitation. Our Father, it's intimate. It's close. Father is an invitation to deep relationship. Jesus is saying when you enter into the presence of God, you call him Father, this is an invitation to be family, to be close. And this was very unusual for the Jews of that day to call God Father. It, it, was, it was considered too intimate, too informal. Right? You wouldn't call God Father. You wouldn't call God Dad or, or Abba. That was like, oh, that doesn't give, do him justice. And Jesus said, no, no, call him Father. Be that close. Right. If you think about that in terms of our own sort of dynamics, right, with our, our teachers, generally you don't call your teacher by your first name, right? Like there's sort of some more professional uh, formal about that. Your coaches, a, a doctor, like generally you don't call your doctor just by their name. What do you call them? You call them doctor, right? Like that's, the, that's their formal name. That's what you call them because they're kind of like, they're like above you, right? So I, I, oh, I'll call you doctor. The president, if you meet the president, you, you would call him Mr. President, right? Like he, you don't use people's first name. And if, and, and if you're formal with someone, we've all had this, if you're formal with someone, maybe you first meet someone and they want you to be relational, what do they say? They give you another name to talk to them. I know, no, we'll be like, no, call me Joe, right? Oh, I miss, no, call me Joe. Be close to me. It's an invitation. Father's an invitation. Jesus said, you can drop the, the religious babble, call out Father. And Father was, was very unique to Jesus. Historically, God was the Father of Israel. We, we, we Father of Abraham, right? Father of Israel. The, the Jewish tradition knew that, but no one called him Father directly. It wasn't a one-on-one -on -one intimate moment. So this was unique to Jesus, and it seemed rightfully so, because Jesus like, well, yeah, Jesus, you're like the direct son of God. Of course you call him Father. You're like the guy. But you say, no, 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 no. Listen, when you pray, still, you pray like this. 
Call God Father just as I do. It's, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to speak to God with the comfort I do, the familiarity, the intimacy, the proximity, the closeness. Father is an invitation. When we pray, we should feel that. Like, oh my gosh, I am invited to come right to the throne. And not at a distance and not in a formality. It's an invitation to be close. Jesus said, pray like I pray. I pray like I'm very close to God. Pray like I pray. But it's also communal. We see this in this prayer, that prayer is social. Prayers, the, whole, the whole prayer is social. The singular pronoun is actually absent, right? So man enters the presence of Father, and he, and he prays as one great family. Or we pray as a family. This is a prayer that's focused on community. There's an assumption, Jesus is speaking, at the church, at his early followers, who live out even prayer communally. Like, we're going to, we pray communally. We're thinking about one another. Because we share the most important thing in our life, which is God. You and I all share that. When I come to God, I, I, I come to God even when I'm alone, I can be rest assured, man, other people are coming to God too. Our family comes to God. Our Father implies we are all connected to one another. We're not alone. We're not alone in our prayers. You are not alone in your prayers. I know we've all felt that way. No one hears it. This is me and God. You're not alone. There is a family praying alongside of you that you don't even know about. And there are people in your family probably praying the exact same prayer you do. You just don't know it. You're connected. We are connected to this family. You're not alone in your prayers. Our men and women's group, this, uh, I'll have Sarah come up maybe next week, we can talk about it. We're going to be jumping into prayer in our, our men's and women's gatherings. This, this, we're feeling invited to pray. To pray with one another, for ourselves, for others, together. Just embrace that idea. To lift one another up. Even if you're not there, how can we be praying for you and know it's going to be happening? This prayer idea, Jesus looked at, hey, when you guys pray as a family, remember, you're a family. You are a family. Then he says, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Or, or may your name be kept holy. May your name be kept holy. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Which seems kind of far out, like this far out idea. Like, may your name be kept holy. Whatever you have to do to keep your name holy, do keep your name holy. But think about it in this way, in your own prayer life. Our Father in heaven, May your name be kept holy. May your name be kept holy in me. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name in me. Holy be your name in my life, in my actions, in my words, in my love, in my relationship. May your name be kept holy in me. May your name be kept holy in me. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Which is an interesting proposition when Jesus say, hey, you got to pray, pray this way. Pray, may, your, may your kingdom come, may your will be done. Right? Like, do we, does God need us to be praying for his will to be done? Like, God's like, hey, guys, i got a prayer request. i got some stuff I'd like to do, but can you really be praying for me right now? My will gets done. Now, what is that? It's an invitation to participate in God's work on the planet Earth as it is in heaven. Right? He's more than capable of, of accomplishing his will without our cooperation in prayer. Yet he invites us, he invites us and our prayers, our heart and our actions to his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? And this participa participation is a gift. So when you pray, like pray for the bigger picture. Pray that God's will is worked out in your life and the life of others and the life of our city, the life of our churches. God is saying, hey, participate. Participate with me. That's a gift. 
God is more than capable, more than capable of accomplishing his will without us saying, hey, may your will be done. No, it's an invitation to participate. As a father invites his children to participate with him on projects, when you, like, those of you who have little kids, if you, you want them to do something with you, it's not just because you need help. You can do it yourself. You can make cookies yourself. You can mow the lawn. You can fix the thing. But it's an invitation to participate. Participation. God is inviting this participation. It says, give us this day our daily bread. And when he speaks of bread here, I, I believe he meant real bread. Food, as in the sense of daily provisions, right? We can spiritualize daily bread. We read our daily bread. Or, I need to get fed spiritually. But there's something about just having bread, about eating, right? And Jesus is not one to over-spiritualize. So we say, pray for your bread. Pray because you'll be hungry. Because God cares about everyday things. He does. God does care about your everyday things. And we, it's okay to pray about them. It is okay. Wow, well, God doesn't have time for this. I'm feeling this, but... No, listen, he's fine. He is fine. He is not overwhelmed. His inbox is fine. He's got control over it. The guy maintains zero inbox all the time. It's not an issue. He reads everything. He's got it. He cares about every day. Some of us need to be reminded of that personally. Because it's so easy. And I felt, oh, gosh, what do I even have to pray about? My life is fine. And there's all these things happening in the world. And I haven't been sick. I haven't lost anybody. I can still pray. God's like, I'm, I'm good. I got it. Still pray. He cares about every day. He cares about right now. He cares about how you feel right now. Right now. He cares that you're not feeling great. He cares that you're feeling maybe a little lost. You're a little confused. You're a little antsy. You're a little hungry. He cares. He cares about every day. And we begin to think that way, that God is that detailed. He has that much sort of time to be involved with us and presence to be involved. We can think about him being around more often. No, God does care about this. He cares about the way I, I acted earlier. <laughs> he cares about the way I'm going to act later on. He cares, he cares about my heart. He cares about my words. He cares about this that I'm worried about, this concern. He cares about that prayer that I think is too small to bring up to him, as if he doesn't know what it is. Well, I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> He's like, okay. We pray about what we need. That's okay. That is okay. But even in this prayer, right, even in this prayer, as God does care about her every day, he does care about her every day, he cares about the little things and the big things, that's okay. I am I, for bringing God into everything. Right? Well, it's not really a God. No, bring him into everything. Bring him into your job, into your classes, into your school, into your friends. Just bring him in. Pray about everything. I don't think you can go wrong. I'd rather take my chances about praying too much than praying too little. Pray about everything. Throw it up, whatever. Conversation you're getting into, how you're feeling, just pray about it. Bring it to God. Pray about everything. And in this prayer, as we get into all those little things, we do have our lists, right? We, we had first kind of gone through this recognition of like, I'm going to praise God first. I'm going to invite his way into the world, into our lives, into my life. God, may your name be holy. May your name be a holy father. Or we lift that up, sets up our heart. We sets up our heart. We pray God's will be done in me. That's going to help shift some of my prayers. Because if God answers that prayer, that his will be done in your life, your next couple prayers are going to be closer to his will. And life is complicated right now. Like I would say relationally, emotionally, spiritually, even over medically, right? Like, yeah, I, the numbers and the hospital, that stuff, that stuff's going on. It's real stuff. But really what we're dealing with is, is something else. 
right? Oh, well, I can get sick or not get sick. But it's really it's the relationships. It's the emotional health. It's our spirituality that really seems like it's taking a hit. And so we need God. And if we need God, if you need God, if I need God, we need to pray. We need to, we need to pray for ourselves. We need to pray for one another. We need one another to pray for us. And as we get into this year, right, we're cruising through January already, 2022. We think about this year and just vision for your life and in our church and your, and your you know, personal relationships and your family. Like, what is going to define you this year? What is going to define you? And we want God to define us in 2022. We want to allow God to define us right now in this new year. Because if we do not let God define us, if you do not let God define you, something else will. It will. If you don't let God define you, something else will. It just will happen. And some of us have allowed our lives in this past season that unfortunately it continues to sort of drag, drag forward. We've been defined by the wrong things. Right? We've been defined by the wrong things. It's despair, it's hopelessness, it's depression, it's, you know, maybe it's you know, survival, whatever it is. It's anger, it's angst. We've allowed the, the wrong things to define us. Because well, I don't really know, you know, all the stuff's going on. Like, but the simplicity of the Lord's prayer calls us back. It's a couple of things we do know. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy in me. May your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. It's so simple, but it's enough. It's enough. We encounter God through prayer. So we're going to take a few moments. We're going to kind of wrap up, wrap up in, a, in a few minutes. Just allow some time to pray for right now. Whatever that thing is right now, I've got to pray, pray for it right now. I'm going to create time for you because I don't have time to pray. Listen, this is your time to pray. You can pray for tomorrow. You can pray for this year. So that a year from now, a year from now, you sit here and be able to share about the wonders of God, that he, what he did in 2022. Because you've been praying through it. You've been praying through it. And then you're going to see it. Talk about what he has done. We pray through it. We're praying through it. We've got to pray through it. We're not just getting through it. Right, that's been a catchphrase. I've been going, we've got to get through it. Let's pray through it. Let's pray through it. Let's pray for it. Let's pray for it right now. Let's pray in anticipation of what's yet to come. Right? Pray now. Pray later. Pray for tomorrow. And what happens is as you pray, as you pray, you begin to allow God to do work sort of in your future, future self. Right? We reap the rewards of prayers prayed in the past. We reap the rewards of prayers paid in, prayed in the past. That which you had prayed for before, you begin to see harvest of. You begin to reap that harvest now. Like, oh my gosh, I've actually been praying for that my whole life. And here it is. Like, what are those things you're going to be praying for right now? Beginning of the year, 2022, that, I mean, a year from now, like, oh my gosh. It's amazing to see what God has done. Because I've been committing myself to prayer. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's yourself, maybe it's a job. Uh, maybe it's a, a loved one, maybe it's loss, it's sickness, whatever those things are. It's someone who, you know, who doesn't believe yet, doesn't, isn't as far from God, you love them, be close. How, what are you doing there? To participate in God's will. Now the worship team come up. We'll kind of close out with just, a, uh, just some time that way. But we reap the rewards of, of, our, of our prayers prayed in the past. Right? So some of them, well, I wish I would have pray, been praying about this my whole life, but well, it's okay. It's, this is a good time to start. Seven years ago would have been better, but today's a good day, too. I think of Jed. Jed turned 18 yesterday, my son. 
Yeah, you can, yeah, he's, he made it. Jet is, is, an, is the result of pray, prayers prayed in the past. He's the result of many, many prayers, right? He's up here almost every Sunday. We can, prayers prayed, right? I've been praying for him his whole life. I prayed for him before he was born. Pray for him every day. We reap those prayers that we sow into. So we close, and we're going to close with the song. I'm going to encourage you this time. Maybe you need to listen. Maybe you need to. Maybe you need to speak. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you need to praise. Maybe you, maybe you need to explore God. Just implore God that His will may be done in your life, as it as it is in heaven. That His will may be done in my household, as it is in heaven. That His will will may be done in Ventura, as it is in heaven. Just so invite God in and know that He wants you. He's like, no, 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 call me, call me father, call me dad. Oh no, Mr. Mr. Divine God. No, 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 no. Come here. Come here. Call me dad. Let's talk. Let's just talk. What's on your mind? What's on your heart? I, 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 want, I care. I want to know about it. So God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you invite us to encounter you through prayer. Like I pray for those right now, just discouraged, brokenhearted, lost. I pray you fill them right now. Spirit, move amongst us as we sing, as we think, as we pray. We love your name. Amen.